Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 139 of The Pulse. David Miles here, and today I'm sitting down with the one and only Pastor Frank Barker. How are you doing, Pastor Frank? I'm doing fine and delighted to be with you. Yeah, how's life? How's uh, How are things in the Fairwood area? Fairwood area, well, not very eventful, <laughs> and I'm happy about that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yes, For we sure. attend the church from the... Uh, from the distance from Fairwood. Yeah, that's right. How's Billy Joe doing? She's good. She's a property manager and taking care of some things down in California for us right now. Yeah, she stays busy, that's for sure. She does. Well, I wanted to sit down with you just for a little bit today because the last two Sundays you were leading a class called Inside the Psalms. It's one of our Compass Point classes. Um, you kind of helped to champion this area of biblical knowledge, providing classes and things to help uh, people grow in their relationship with the Lord by understanding Scripture and who God is. And so this class specifically was around the book of Psalms. Now, I know there's a lot to cover, and you covered a lot over the course of just those two weeks. But, um, you know, for a few moments today, I would love for you to just share a little bit about maybe some of the highlights of that class um, it was a great class. I had 15 or 16 people jump in and participate. But for those that weren't able to be a part of that class, what were some of the things that you really tried to highlight over the course of the last two weeks? Okay, well, uh, yes, the Psalms is a great book. And uh, I find it interesting that if you open your Bible to the center, right. it's more than likely that you've come to the book of the Psalms. So I think it's symbolic because the Psalms... Are the center of the Bible, and they're really very central to people's love of Scripture and the book that they turn to many times through all the ups and downs of life. Yeah, that's so good. I was reading with our kids last night. We were reading through um, Psalm 23. I was telling them, you know, this is this yes. is probably the most well-known or mm-hmm. one of the most well-known of all the Psalms, and so we're reading through that a little bit. And I was telling them, it, it really is kind of like right in the middle of the Bible. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting that you should mention Psalm 23 because um, when I was in Bible school many years ago, um, our principal or president, as he would be called here in the States, uh, uh, wrote a a devotional booklet on Psalm 23. Oh, wow. And there's a comment in that booklet that I realized is so true because nearly every memorial service or funeral service that I've conducted People always want Psalm 23 to be read. And he said, he made this statement that you think of Psalm 23 in the Bible, all the pages of the Bible, just think of a paragraph Mm -hmm. um, that's not very long. He said, if that uh, was not there in the Bible, that paragraph, which is Psalm 23, Mm -hmm. think of the enormous blank it would be in the hearts of people over the generations, over the centuries. Uh, they've been blessed to know that our God is a shepherd Absolutely. who will watch over us and care for us. Mm. Yeah, that's a profound statement. Mm. Absolutely. So powerful. Sure. So as you were going through the course of, of you know these two Compass Point classes, mm-hmm. what were some of the things that really um, you wanted to impress upon the people that were participating? Well, I think the nature of the Psalms, while it has such an enormous appeal to people, is that 
in most of the in the rest of the Bible, God speaks to us from His Word. But when you come to the Psalms, it's the complete opposite. Hmm. Generally speaking, it's us speaking to God. Yeah, and it's the cries that come from our hearts um, as we journey through all the ups and downs of life. And I think that's why people identify with it. It's actually interesting that the, the book of Psalms is the most quoted book uh, in the New Testament. Hmm. And Jesus um, consistently quoted from it, too, during yeah. his life and ministry. In fact, the most... Profound one is when he was dying on the cross, his cry, the cry of dereliction, my God, my God, uh, why have you abandoned me? Yeah. Why have you left Forsaken me? Why me, am yeah. I going through this? And that's actually the, I think it's Psalm 24, isn't it? The, the first words of mm. that psalm. Yeah, so he's yeah. quoting it in his death. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. So um, I think that's a major difference, that we love the psalms because it's the cries of people to God and uh, we identify with them, and so we, we like to read it. I think that would be a very, I think that's an interesting point. And that's a really significant thing, to have a book that you can turn to and find mm-hmm. someone else, whether it's David or one of the other psalmists, sure. expressing a lot of the very same feelings and sentiments and that's emotions right. that, that we feel as we walk through life, whether good, bad, or otherwise. Sure. Um, you see them right there in the text of the Bible. Now, I did also share some, um, if you want to use the word, technical aspects to the book of Psalms that people don't know about. Uh, It it is actually five books that um, over the uh, centuries um, were edited and and put together Hmm. uh, into this one book. We don't know who the editors were, but they're actually five separate books. And each of these books end up with a doxology and of course, the last psalm, Psalm 150, is someone has said a doxological hymn of praise. Mm. And if you're familiar with that, it talks about praising God. And I did actually, after I'd done some of these logistical things about the book of Psalms, we did study a couple of, uh, did a Bible study of two psalms, one of them being Psalm 150, mm-hmm. which seems very apropos for today because it talks about praising God with full instrumentation. Mm. And it talks about all the instruments that were used in temple worship. And we think of instrumentation today in the praising of God. And he talked about symbols. The psalmist spoke of resounding symbols, which mean symbols, yeah. which means loud symbols. Yeah. So we want uh, the psalmist is speaking of fairly loud, energetic praise to God. So. Right. Um, that was interesting, just a technical thing, five, um, five books which comprise the book of Psalms. Another thing that I talked about which people found interesting was that the Psalms are actually Hebrew poetry. Mm. And so um, it's quite different. Uh, when I grew, when I began my ministry, we had the King James Version and everything in the whole of the Bible was set out in a particular way. The more recent translations show you Hebrew poetry and the, diff- the setting that it, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite different. You can pick it as poetry. But Hebrew poetry is quite different to our poetry. And we tend to um, have poetry that is phonetically rhyming. Roses are red, violets are blue. Yes, yes. Well, I have a good one, too. <laughs> you know, LG met a bear, the bear met LG. <laughs> 
the bear grew bulgy, the bulge was algae. Okay. <laughs> I've heard you say that one before. I love that. I know, yeah. It's well, so good. Um, yes, it's the phonetic rhyming. But this, uh, Hebrew poetry is quite different. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's uh, what they call, they use parallelisms, and they also have the rhyming of imagery. Hmm. And they use very Im- vivid imagery, you know, as the, uh, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my heart pants for you, O Lord. Right. And the other imagery is they, they have these sayings and then they, they, they say them again, either adding to them or contrasting them, uh, the different lines of the poetry. It's mm-hmm. called parallelism and a very distinctive feature yeah. of um, Hebrew poetry. Mm-hmm. That's great. So if someone wanted to jump into the Book of Psalms, maybe they've, you know, they've read through it before, um, but maybe they haven't spent a whole lot of time in it. What's maybe one tip or piece of advice or something that you could encourage somebody to look out for or pay attention to maybe as they're reading through the Book of Psalms? Uh, well, uh, I did find out in my research for the class, and I should have known this, I suppose, but very few people read the psalms sequentially. Hmm. Uh, we have our favorite psalms and we go to them sure. And um, because we have a particular need at the time. But uh, I see no reason why, why we can't read the psalms sequentially. I, I think of Billy Graham here who had the comment that he reads five psalms a day and uh, one chapter of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And he said that means that he reads through the book of Psalms in one month, because there are 150. Yeah. And he reads the book of Proverbs in one month, because there's 31 chapters. Mm-hmm. And he says, if I read the book of uh, Proverbs, it, it helps me in relational issues, getting along with people. Sure. And then if I read the, the Psalms, it helps me connect with God because it's all about God. Now, if you read the Psalms sequentially, you'll come across these ones where um, the, the Psalmists curse a few people mm-hmm. and uh, wants coals of hot fire to come down upon them. Right. So, uh, and also there is one Psalm, Psalm 137, which is a very hostile one They're called the uh, imprecatory Psalms is a term given to mm. them. and. And, and the people of the, the Middle East, and that was the Jewish people too, you know, got very, they, they really cried out to God, and, and they still do to these days, a yeah. very strongly emotional people. And um, you have to remember it's part of their personality, not our rather reserved mm-hmm. personalities in the Western world sure. today. So, Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes when I read through the Book of Psalms, I forget that the Psalms were written in the context of various circumstances. Yes. You know, sometimes you know you read through and this is a, a psalm of praise or lament and it's nice words and it's you know encouraging or I can I can connect with what's being said but those words were written in the context of real life circumstances. You know, it wasn't just someone sitting down mm-hmm. I'm going to write you know a psalm of praise right now just because it's a nice thing to do but I'm going to write this psalm of praise because God has just done sure. something in my life where I'm going to write this, this psalm of lament because I'm in this deep, dark place. You know, my enemy's pursuing me or whatever, and, and I'm going to write this psalm that is very specific to my circumstances. And yet, throughout the course of history, those words still ring true, and, and they're, oh. they're so easily adopted in our own lives. Well, I thank you so much for first leading that class. 
uh, incredible blessing for people in the congregation to be able to participate in that. The Compass Point classes that we offer really are significant. They touch on the six areas of discipleship focus where we want people to grow in their relationship with the Lord and with others. And um, so having these sorts of opportunities to learn these sorts of things is really valuable. So thank you for that. Thank you for taking time today just to jump on the pulse and share some of these ideas Mm -hmm. with people that maybe weren't able to participate um, in the Inside the Psalms class. Any parting words? No, you're just very welcome. I'm delighted to be here anytime. And the Lord bless you as you read through the Psalms. Amen. Well, for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening again this week. We hope that you have been staying dry and warm in the midst of this cold spell, the snowy and windy weather, and we hope that you will listen again to us next week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.